city's been so quiet since the boys in green went back. But it only took them three months to put Portland on the map. Yes, the stadium's never heard the sound of cheers in all it cheers. When the players come on the field, a thousand singing in their ears. Green is the colour, soccer is the game. We're the Portland Timbers, and winning is our aim. So let's give all of the boys a cheer for the Portland Timbers will be here. Now the stadium's dead without them as the cobwebs start to form. Still the fans they sit here waiting for their timbers to return. In the taverns on a weekend you can hear them from afar singing praises to their timbers as they're lifting up their jars. Green is the colour, soccer is the game. We're the Portland Timbers and winning is our aim. So let's give all of the boys a cheer for the Portland Timbers will be here. Welcome everyone to the first ever Timbers Podcast Summit. I am Scott. I am joined here Aaron from Outer Roses. Aaron, you want to say hello? Hello. And then we also have Jonathan. Hello. Randy. Hey. And Greg from Portland. Yo, yo, Bay. yo. Hey, hey, man. You got our full name or, or we're all leaving right now. Portland. <laughs> what, what is the full official name? Is it just Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast? Or there you is it go. There you go. Don't that? act like you don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I might as well get it right. Right. So <laughs> how are you guys all doing tonight? fantastic um just ding. uh ding. uh just got back from uh a long weekend in san diego and it nice. made me realize that portland isn't the only city with a massive homeless issue and lots of human feces on the street it was a great time yep you can get your human feces right next to your microbrew anywhere you want to go <laughs> both cities yeah it was great what about you man i'm all right i've I've started my new job, so I've just been nose down on that, which has been great, but also like a lot of work right up front. So it's been good, but it's also been very busy. And we just I just got back from Dark Arts. So I drank dark beer all weekend. Lots of great music and fun. It was good. What about you, Aaron? Yeah, super, super busy, but uh, all good. All good. Randy doing great, too. I just yesterday drove to grants pass and back for a youth soccer game so that was a lot of fun day trip but that's a long that, day trip <laughs> it sure is the uh team because it was hard to get a team together they were we only had 10 kids that, from our team that traveled and then we went down to nine kids in the second half because somebody got injured so oh no all, they were running their butts off hey at least everybody's getting a lot of play time right yeah 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 what about you greg how are you doing I am tired. I am sore. I have not had a good BM today, but I am enjoying a wonderful dark beer. I'm drinking. I just tapped in my kegerator some um, The Brood Abides from Pelican. It is a Russian milk stout. Mm, Um, I love Pelican. You know what? Pelican's like one of my favorite all around breweries. I'll say this milk stout. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. not I'm not, not gonna rave about it, but for sure. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I actually had that at Dark Arts. Funny enough, that was one of the tasters. 
what did you think? It was fine. I think yeah. the problem is, is when you stack it up, there was a lot of like very hit or miss stouts this time. And uh, when you stack it up against like the really good ones, it's not great. But then when you compare it to some of the other misfires, it is way better. <laughs> so... well, especially from Pelican against like their other dark beers. Tsunami, it's pretty Ooh. damn good. Yeah. yeah, Bad Santa, one of my favorite oh, yeah, beers Santa. every single year. And then their barrel-aged stout, uh, Mother of All Storms. Oh, incredible. I don't think I've had that one. It's oh. absolutely amazing. So to be a little, I feel a little let down, but it has a good name. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, uh, Greg, I just wanted to point out that you sound like my, my grandmother because she was always asking everybody, oh, you're under the weather? Did you have a BM? Did you have a BM? <laughs> Did you have a BM? <laughs> you had a BM. Yeah. Uh, good to know I sound like a woman who lived in the 1820s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she right. came over in the Mayflower. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Randy's so, 4,000 hey, years old. Don't, don't you guys sass Dot. <laughs> I'm sure Dot is a sweet lady. Yeah. Old goody she kill was. wag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to crack open my magnetic fields Ooh. from Fort Ooh. George. Um, nice. Oh, are we all supposed to crack at the same time? How does this work? Yeah, we can. We can try okay. that. All right. Okay. Randy, what do you got? I'm not drinking because it's Monday night, and um, that's not a thing I do on Monday nights. Usually. What a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll just tap you in his water and call that good. Right. Aaron, what do you got? Got Starry Night Stout from Silver Falls. Haven't had any beer from them. So uh, this is uh, one into the unknown. We'll see how it goes. Nice. I am drinking a Crux Tropicano IPA, tropical IPA. Ooh. So, all right. Cheers, everyone. Yeah. Cheers. Pancha. This is quality content. Yeah. Look at Randy, I'm not drinking. Oh, it's like the one instruction in the email. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Gretchen it's... told him no drinking in bed. It's mm -hmm. not rules, it's guidelines, so it's all good. All right, we should probably talk about a little bit of agenda tonight. So originally, this was just going to be a team preview episode. However, there has been news that has dropped since I think at least we've potted. So we'll do a quick once over on the bill trade, get everybody's thoughts. We'll go through a quick thing on thoughts on the new kit reveal because it's official. And then we'll get into the team preview. Does that sound good? Sounds good. And solid. All right, Man. let's start about bill. So unfortunately, we uh, traded, traded Bill to Charlotte, which there's a lot of like pluses and minuses to this, I feel like. But it's up to 900K in GAM. So it was, I believe, 800,000 in GAM and then another 100,000 based on incentives. Right. So a lot of money, but also in like the one spot where we have like no depth, That's absolutely true. no depth. So I'm very curious what everybody's thoughts are. Like, I'm very on the fence about this like so i i'd like to go around and see what everybody's thoughts so if anybody has a strong opinion they can go first but uh, otherwise we'll do it wrong hey shocker i've got a strong opinion does, <laughs> does anyone else want to go though go randy this is the worst decision ever it's the worst decision ever i know that people are like so, okay so the, the reason that some people appear to be okay with it is like oh bill's not the best center back ever and we need somebody long-term. Okay, sure. Bill is fantastic. He's the best center back we have right now. I think, well, a pairing with him and Zuperich 
are the guys that you got to have together. Mabiala is does not belong starting for us at all. And so you don't make our team better by getting rid of, you know, the half of the best pair that we have, unless you have somebody immediately ready to step in and we don't. Yes, yeah. we do. <laughs> who, who Who is that? Zach McGraw. That's no. This was still a bad move, but Zach is ready. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But he's not. <laughs> he's you really not, put up a uh, fight there. Yeah. Pillow he's talk not, with Randy. I mean, I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to bad mouth Zach. I like Zach, but this is a terrible decision. Yeah, I want to. I want to piggyback off of the uh, you know bad decision because I think I think two things. I mean, the timing I think is really weird. Right, you know, a week before the season. The other part of this too is is that you know watching the the Q and A. And knowing that the uh, length of the season, you know, Bill is a great utility guy. He can play center back, right back, play as a six. And uh, I ju- it just feels a little panicky. Um, I think Reifer, I think uh, she kind of had, had a very good point. It seems like that the front office has been all over the place of what they want. Talked about they wanted to get a young center back. They talked about they wanted to get a young DP number nine. It's not clear what's really going on. So, yeah, I I, I don't think this is a great decision, particularly of, for those two reasons in particular. I, I do think... If we can sign someone in the next couple of weeks, I and they're good signings, I'm happy to let the dust settle. But I'm with Randy on that. It's a pretty shitty decision. Yeah, yeah same people, team. People forget that he was the for a great for a period. He was the only one doing anything on our team last season. He for, carried yeah, both he ends carried of the pitch. Yeah. yeah, goals like the what you just said was. Uh, that resonates with me is that he can play multiple positions well. And it was like, there was even one point last year where they moved him up and he was playing striker for like the last 10 minutes of a, a fucking game. Cause there was nobody else who could do it. And it's utility player. And so like the, I, I listened to that same episode of soccer made in Portland where they talked about this and uh, they're like saying like the $900,000, the 800,000 guaranteed is an unbelievable valuation for Bill to Iloma. So it's like, it's hard to pass up that kind of like flexibility with a cap. However, yeah. he, it couldn't we just give them 500,000 in GAN and Mabiala? Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, it's sad because oh. I, love, I love my man Mabiala, but it just it's a it's a big bummer and i will give tui loma credit for the one pdx fc match that i went to I, like not last season might even the season before he was there hanging out like watching the game uh he's a, he's a portland you know he bought into the city just like zarek valentine and it's just a uh it's a bummer that he's he's on his way out i'm in the same boat where I mean, obviously he has to start. You can't give up that much and not have him as a starter. So maybe that's part of the deal is that he's getting the opportunity that we clearly weren't going to give him because he wasn't a guaranteed starter, even though he was racking it up on the score sheet, you know, doing great things defensively. Like he, I think, was a part of I want to say he was a part of every clean sheet last season we had. So, I mean, it's that's a big impact to have on a team and the money is good. I, I think that's the hard part about this and the hard pull to swallow is I do think he's we kind of let Charlotte overpay for him in a way, but he does fill so many spots on the depth sheet that this is a big hit. I'm still convinced this is all money to figure out what the hell we're doing with DPs. And I really feel like this is just a big move that was postured towards there's so much broken shit that Gavin left behind that this was the only option. Obviously, we tried loaning out Jimmy Chara we were trying to find a way to 
deal with the DP situation, but I think Bill is a casualty of that. So hopefully that's not the case. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at too, is it's just a mix of we really needed a guy like this, not only for the utility piece, but he was going to be a starter for us this season, we all assumed. But if they absolutely need that money for DPs or young DPs to get him in the door, then so be it. But it is concerning. Was that was... Yemi Charov uh, loan thing? Was that ever, was that rumor or has that been um, verified that we actually tried to loan him out? So that's one of those ones yeah. that was like reported by several sources. And then we came out and said, we didn't do that. So it's like really 50 50 on if it actually was going to happen or not. But I mean, it kind of sounds like we couldn't get him to take him, which is crazy. So I don't know if it was like a dispute in salary or what. But hmm. so, first of all, to the listeners, you can't see this, but we're recording using Zoom and we can all see each other. And I propose new names for our podcast the Portland Timbers Bearded Podcast and the Portland Timbers No Beard Podcast. Because your guys' facial hair is fucking glorious. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I commend you guys. Yeah. And, and second, maybe Greg Ned, a good bear. Oh, always. Maybe Ned just thinks that if Santi and Evander can score five goals a match, it's okay if we give up four. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't. The only thing that. Well, not the only thing. Bill is amazing. We love him so much. Great just locker room personality, not just what he did on the pitch. So this would hurt, but it hurts doubly. You guys already said it because we have no depth. And from what any of us can tell, no plan either. And I do feel that Zach is ready. However, it's a long season and they added a whole new tournament this year. That's more matches. And they haven't even announced the playoff format yet. The playoffs could be three, six more matches. We don't know yet. Like the seasons get longer and longer which means more and more games are played, which means more injuries are going to happen. And nobody needs to be reminded the Portland Timbers history with injuries. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the other wild things as part of that is we do have the injury history. That's a major concern, but I mean, it's just, there's so many games to fill and we just have, very little backline depth. And it is funny that you mentioned that because in the MLS article previewing the season for the Timbers, they said one of the things that we checked the boxes for was depth. And that was after this trade. So I have no <laughs> idea what, what the hell they're thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. But I, I think... don't know if you guys remember the last really talented player that was a casualty of Gavin's terrible roster building, but mm. Jeremy Abobasi is going to get 20 goals this season. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And we have a guy that can barely get 10 and we're paying him triple or whatever it is. Just wait for the predictions part of this episode. You guys are going to be in for a surprise. How many goals did Tuoloma have? Did he have like nine for us last year? Close to that, if not that. Something crazy. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was like seven or eight, but it might have been. Yeah. Yeah, It was up there. Journalism. I mean, he was our leading scorer for a long time. For most of the season until Niaz Gota had like a week where he figured it out. It was good but... like four garbage time goals yeah <laughs> a lot of garbage time goals from go to last year yeah all right so i think we can all agree the bill trade is bad i don't uh, know that there's much we need to touch on unless everybody else wants to add to it just yeah I, the only thing that i mean it was nice to see that uh charlotte paid a lot for him real quick note on charlotte before we move on uh they have two 
players that they just took were on PDXFC last season. Oh, really? Yeah. Two, they were both uh, University of Portland dudes who went oh. and they played for PDXFC for several seasons. We cheered them on a lot. We made up chants to their names. It was freaking great. And oh, one of them, yeah. And one of them, uh, Charlotte drafted outright. That was uh, Brandon Cambridge. And the other one whose name is escaping me right now, he was picked up, I think, by Vancouver and then traded to Charlotte. It very much reeked of a deal that was done behind closed doors before the draft even happened. So, yeah, awesome to see some Portland boys going up from USL to the pros. Wait, did yeah. you just say Portland boys? He did. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh I'm canceled. Boy. I'm canceled. Yeah. <laughs> you screwed the pooch, buddy. Nice. It is, it is interesting because... Charlotte has a, and we don't need to talk too much about them, but Charlotte has a very interesting strategy as to how they're building their roster. Because when they first came out, they basically said they didn't want to do anything with the expansion draft because they had their own plan. (laughs) So their plan has been drafting a ton of people as well as signing like a bunch of like random under the radar people. So I'm very curious to see how their season turns out this year because they basically said we don't want to deal with the expansion draft when they did it. They took a bunch of like high upside guys and i don't know it's usually like by like year three or four you start to see if that's working or not so it's going to be soon and we'll get to see so all right let's talk about the kit so the kit came out it is do they call it like the rose city plaid what the hell do they call it in the end does anybody remember and that was even a harder segue than on our podcast (laughs) 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 jesus christ all right if I talk uh, about ability longer, I might just cry. So I don't. Uh, <laughs> the Portland uh, plaid. That's what they call Portland it. Plaid. So I call it's it a, scotch tape. Yeah, it's a green kit. It has like a pattern that almost looks like some of the PDX carpet. The backside is a solid color. It looks goofy as shit on the back. I didn't know this. I'm sure you all probably knew this. But did you know that's like an Adidas sponsorship thing? The backside's not allowed to be patterned. Yeah. I thought that was MLS. What? Maybe it's call. MLS. Yeah, yeah, it's an MLS thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I thought at first I was like, this is goofy as shit with the back the way it is. But I guess the MLS now has that standard. So that explains why it stops on the back. That's nothing new. We've been complaining about that for like six, seven, eight years. Yeah. I'm just late to yeah. the party on that one. <laughs> so wait, are you saying you can't have any design on the back? Yeah. What Correct. does the back of our Rose City kit look like? The pink solid, one that I love. Just solid pink. It's just solid, solid pink. pink. Son of a bitch. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. some kits you don't notice it, but this one you definitely do. Yeah, I I know last year I noticed it when they had, because we had, you know, the, the, the two-tone thing going on. And, and the hoops. Really... That was the big co- uh, complaint about yeah. the hoops, was the hoops don't go all the way around. Yep. I remember that. I, re- I never got the reason why, but that's... Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so kit came out. I'm very curious. I know Randy is a fan. If I remember uh, correctly, uh, me? Yeah. Oh no, you're uh, a fan of the Sounders kit. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I like oh, the, the Bru- new. I like Bruce the Bruce Lee. Lee kit. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of. Yeah, we don't have to get too much. I like that one. But what are what is everybody's thoughts? I Maybe mean, Randy, you can start. What are your thoughts on the new uh, kit? It's not the worst kit that we've had. Probably looks better in person. Most of them look better in person than they do in the pictures. Yeah, I I'm sort of ambivalent about it. It looks like um the thing you find at the continental breakfast at a cheap motel and has like you know <laughs> tea or whatever you know like just some sort of i don't know it's okay it's the kid equivalent of this beer that i'm drinking tonight like oh, it's okay. it's fine 
it's fine. It's it's good in an unremarkable way. So what what do you think then, Greg? Do you like it or? I, like I do, but it's like I said, it's not remarkable. It's like oh yeah, cool. That's like adequate. Our, it's adequate. Our biggest I, our a lot of people's biggest complaints about MLS kits from let's say 2016 to 2021 was they're just so boring. And there's like everyone had a dark kit and everyone had a white secondary and that was it. And this year, it seems like everybody's breaking out of that. There were a lot of really good kits this year. There are a lot of really bad kits this year. But one thing I could say is like the vast majority of the bad kits are at least interesting. Hmm. And that's all that I really care about in this silly soccer tradition of having a new kit every single season, which I think is kind of cool is I just want everything to be interesting and yeah, it's interesting. And I'll say this, uh, I saw a meme of our two kits side by side uh, and under the Rose heritage, it said grandma's couch and under the plaid, it said grandpa's lazy boy. <laughs> and that's funny, but also seeing those two kits side by side, I'm like that looks pretty sharp. Like I'm, I'm totally proud to be a timber supporter based on kits alone this year. Nice. Nice. And, and yeah. nothing else. And literally <laughs> nothing else. Aaron. Yeah. I, I might be the most positive on this. I, I like it with the exception of, yeah, the, the two things. I think the, the tone change at the back. I think when you have numbers on there, maybe it looks a little better, but pretty fucking goofy. The other two, I think they keep showing it off with like the same thing. It's a, contrasting solid green that actually doesn't match and that's just like it's a pet peeve of mine so i actually think if you're gonna go white shorts that kit i i think it's gonna look good and i actually there's a lot of cool detail of a little bit of just subtle like texture things of of a little bit of kind of gloss to matte and things like that there's a lot of neat stuff going on this is actually one of more of my favorite kits i think i've seen it but yeah that that on the back i think is a bit of a bit of a killer but yeah there's there's some there's some good kits i i think actually all the ones uh, this might be a bit of a hot take, but uh, you guys in the uh, Minnesota Northern Lights kit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I was pretty cool. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that. I like it. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I think this season, I think there were more, more of the other team kits that I was happy with versus disgusted with. I think last year was pretty bad, where everybody had basically the same kit for either their home or their away. There was like one of them was like always like the same pattern, same style, maybe with some different colors, but it was the same across the league for like away kits or whatever. So I'm, I'm happy for the diversity in it. I think I'm on the same side as Greg here that like, just got to have something interesting. Like not everything's going to be a home run. Some are definitely going to be duds, but it's way better to have something interesting than the same shit every year. You know what I mean? Like if, I mean, Columbus is always the same fucking yellow. And I the the meme I saw was the Nashville one, which was like Nashville basically took the kits from Columbus from two years ago. And it said, like, when uh, someone gives you their homework and you're allowed to copy it, but it's changed a few <laughs> things. And it was like Nashville this year was the Columbus of like two years yeah. ago. And that's that's what unfortunately happens. Luckily, we're not that team this year. But... Nashville's the Johnny Cash one, right? Yeah, the murdered yeah. out. Black yeah. and gray, yeah. I mean, it's got a little picture of Johnny Cash on it. That's pretty cool. Yep. But even that's, yeah. like, better than just solid color, right? Like, and I think that's what we've been getting the last few years out of Adidas is pretty pretty much the same thing. What do you think, I, Jonathan? I 
Love it. I think along the same lines as what you guys are saying, um, to have something interesting that's unique and Greg, the side-by-side photos again, like with the meme being the joke, but still seeing them together and go, yeah, that's pretty badass. I am it like way better than having that stupid white shirt that we had. What, was it two or three years ago with the giant oh. Adidas like like stripes on the over the shoulder uh, sash? Yeah, and... that was the throwback to nineties, whatever. Yeah, where everyone had the same three stripes. The yeah, like right, that stuff is terrible boring people will buy this you know what i mean and that's uh i mean i still buy all the shitty ones anyway because i'm an idiot but it's at least fun and i am definitely going to get uh an evander shirt and we got to send one to our buddies at sort snack um oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. an evander shirt so but yeah big fan and then we'll talk about really quick the bruce lee kit from seattle that is unbelievable and uh depressing because there's no equivalent that we have yeah, that's what Simon said. Aren't there any cool dead people from Portland? And I was like, uh... It's like the Benson family? Uh, we could have a Benson bubbler? <laughs> Just wait a couple years, Simon, and your old man will be a cool dead person. From oh! Is that the first prediction? Uh, that Randy's yep, going that's my years? first prediction. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> I'm going to outlive all you fuckers. Oh, no, I just called Randy cool. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> Sucker. So I, I actually have a question and hearing that from Jonathan, this actually and Greg, does this kit make you feel better about the away kit? Because there's a lot of people that don't like the the heritage kit. So no. seeing this one next to it now, does it change your mind on it or have you always been positive? I already absolutely adored the Rose, the heritage Rose kit. Same. It's gorgeous. The only thing same here, I think they could have done more and like took the same thing and made it even better i feel like they held back in a few places it's like no keep going keep going uh it's gorgeous i love it yeah. okay and it sounds like that no i i love it i was the only one that loved it though so i don't aaron maybe is the one we got to ask on if he feels better about it now but like i i liked it from the get-go but i was like the outcast so i don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still not one of my favorite kits but I, I think the same kind of the, the same sentiment of the out of the box and something different, you know, and it's, I mean, part of it is you think about the standard of like the 2015 Chevron kit, I, which I, I don't know. I, I, I fucking hated that kit, but yeah, the same here and, and, the, and the white, the white one, I mean, the bar bar, you know, that's a low bar, but I mean, I, yeah, it's not my cup of tea, the, the heritage kit, but I, but I appreciate the uh, different take on it. I like, so, I, I like the idea. So on our podcast, Josh, who's not here tonight, is usually the one that's wrong all the time. Is Aaron the one that's wrong for you guys? Maybe. I feel like Matt's <laughs> wrong more often. Uh, Matt's gonna kill us now that we said that. But right. generally, Matt Matt generally just shows up to drink and hang out and make a couple comments about the timbers. So that's perfect. So, oh, so that's me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's definitely Josh. Uh yeah. He says like four. Josh doesn't drink. And three of them are incoherent and he's sober. Uh, so... <laughs> he's just high. <laughs> Oh man! One other thing with kids, though, is now that Merritt Paulson hates us all more than uh, any owner hates their fans, he will never give us an all-black kit while he is still the owner of the Portland Timbers, and I yearn for that. I would love some type of blacked-out, like forest-themed type of kit, and we'll never get it. Really? That would be really cool. That would be cool. So I think this isn't the, the year. I think the Sounders still have three kits. They're one of the only t- few teams that has three kits. They they still have that Hendrix kit. 
Is that last year they had the Hendrix cup? They will have that black. Yeah, I think they still have that one, or they're still selling it. But, yeah, but I think, but I think that's they do. Uh, that bright green and that red. Like, if that's their away jersey, like, how does that match up against um, like an RSL or another team in red that's going to want to wear red? There's probably a certain or St. Louis or all those teams. Yeah. yeah, they probably have. They probably still have three kits, and there's probably one of those three they can use that is an offset. But we've seen that before. We've seen teams in like similar looking jerseys play each other, and it's like white shorts versus red shorts, and you have to figure out what the fuck is going. On. I remember we had that problem when we had our red kit against RSL. I remember mm. there was specifically a game that we played them. They didn't want us wearing green, so we wore red. They wore red, and the only way you could tell was the shorts and the sleeves. Because mm. I think that was the year we had the ones that looked like baseballs, like the red and white ones. And like I'm partially colorblind, so like when I watch some of these games, if they're really close, like I am fucked. I'm just guessing on which team is which. <laughs> so that game was a nightmare for me. So I vividly remember. <laughs> but what but yeah, kind of colorblind are you? I don't know. I'd have to look up what it's called. But like blues and purples sometimes greens and reds blend like it's bad huh. yeah that's for that's for another podcast all right last quick topic what do you think your favorite kid is in the league this season for everybody that's seen him uh, I'll, I'll go first I, I i really like that northern lights kit i think that's super cool that's my favorite all right i so I didn't know what that was until you said that on this podcast and I looked at it and uh, I have not viewed all the other ones, so I can't fairly judge. I think it's pretty sweet. That one's pretty good. Yeah, I think I think the Seattle one might be up there for me. I kind of like the Chicago fire one, even though it's kind of basic. Like I like the colors where they brought in the different pieces of the flag. But yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like the Seattle one actually might be my favorite. I got to look that up real quick. Oh, wow. I had not seen that one before. What the heck? That's crazy. Yeah. That's not my favorite, but that's, um. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it is. It's, I, don't know what... I think it has the most like intricate design work of all of them. Because like, I mean, Orlando's just got a pattern. It's still like the same purple they use. I What about, it's... does anybody have their pick for worst kit? Because I have ideas for this one. LAFC. <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah. I had said in our our podcast group chat thread, I feel like the theme of this season is stains. Oh right. Like like (laughs) somebody just picked up their kit, used it to mop up a spill, and then threw it, tried to throw it into the hamper, but it didn't land in the hamper. It fell behind it and they found it three weeks later and unfolded it. And that's what they have. Red Bulls looks like that. LAFC looks like that. It it doesn't work. It does not work for me. It's hideous. I yeah. forgot Phillies looks like I yeah. I nicknamed it as piss and blue sky because it looks like it's got piss stains all over it with blue. <laughs> it, it's it's like it, it's like the Simpsons opening theme. I kind of like that. It's I mean, yeah, that's that it looks yeah. Like I think... It was done with pastels or something. It's interesting to me. That's a good so question. For best for me is I'm gonna say it's a three-way tie between ours, Bruce Lee, and Northern Lights. I think that's that's a pretty good three, I think, up front. Yeah, there's a lot of others I feel are interesting. I just glanced. I have Google open right now. I kind of like Inter Miami's like subtle designs underneath the black there. Uh, Nashville's Man in Black kid is pretty cool. Uh, I like Chicago's. Chicago's. Yeah. 
Oh, I don't hate uh, Real Salt Lakes. Like I imagine a lot of people probably hate it because of how basic it is, but it's such yeah. a unique color. That yellow? I... Orange, honey yellow, or whatever that is. Like honeycomb. Yeah, I think they, they missed the execution of that. You, can, you can't really even see those honeycombs on it. If they had, had more contrast in that pattern, I think they that would have been done good. It... Yeah, okay, Randy. They could have done it better, but it's interesting. <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan. I, li- I meant to say, what I meant to say was, I love everything equally. <laughs> They're all beautiful. <laughs> Everyone gets an award. <laughs> they all tried yeah. very hard. And so New York, NYCFCs is kind of interesting with the subway tiles. I kind of like that, even though I hate that team. Yeah, I feel like they at least went a little bit further on most of the jerseys to give them like a little bit more character, which I think helps a bit like a lot. Like looking at some like St. Louis, I expected them to just have a very boring looking one, but even their red kit has like a little bit of a design. I think the worst one, in my opinion, is the LAFC one. And I also laugh because they're they called it smoke screen. I think is what they called it. So yeah, I was that's like, that's exactly is, what it is. Is that so, like the smoke screen for them to use it as like a way to make it like, hey, see past the fact that this is a plastic fan base? Or is it because, <laughs> you know, it's supposed to be the smog? I figured it was one of the two. It, it's to hide DP signings and make him sound like they're TAM signings. That's what smoke screen's for. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's a good call. Um, I think, uh, Galaxies. Their whole thing is, hey, you know, LAFC apparently has a lot of Hispanic teams. We should try and cash in on that Hispanic fan base. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. Oh, God. I don't (laughs) like theirs either. Yeah, I was confused by that at first. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm switching it a little bit. FC Dallas, I like (laughs) that they're throwing back to the burn. That's bad, though. That being said, the kit looks fucking ridiculous <laughs> it's pretty bad i mean yeah. they're only gonna sell like 10 of them anyway because they only get like only 15 fans. people actually see that in real yeah. life <laughs> it's 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 like when the pittsburgh pirates still wear like the hats that are the style of 1875 oh, it's like really like, starchial stuff yeah yeah it's like cool i'm glad you're doing it you look fucking stupid <laughs> <laughs> At- atlanta's home kit is kind of like our last home kit in that it's, you look at it and you're like, wait, didn't they have that one already? Oh, is is Atlanta's like the same? It looks it. it I mean, you, very much the same. Hard pressed to tell. Like, oh yeah, do they take away like some of the stripes or something? I don't know. It no, looks they like, have to be five. Like that's their thing. Five now stripes. They're the the five different, slightly different stripes. I don't know. I guess there's two black stripes, three on the sleeve. I guess. Interesting. Yeah, theirs are kind of basic and boring, actually. Have Austin's we just moved on looks... to ones that we hate? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, because what, what about Austin? That's where I was going to, Randy. Austin's uh, is a goddamn train wreck. It looks like a video yeah. glitch. Yeah. It's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> it I does. Mean, that's really interesting. Does. I mean, you say Ooh, you want interesting. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. interesting. I don't like that. It, it just kind it of gets, looks like... It's making me feel dizzy looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks like... One of those like American flag stickers someone would have in their truck with like all the blacked out stuff. That's uh, what it kind of looks like. But they have like a lot of those stickers in one place. Oh boy, Montreal's is bad. We should have just done a kit review episode. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right, we should probably get off the kits. There's some bad ones. There's some good ones. I I like ours. I think I would put it in the top three or top five for sure. All right, let's talk about the actual team this season. So a little bit of a team preview. There's a lot of things that aren't changing, so we're going to kind of brush by those. Obviously, Geo is still in command, so Geo's here. New GM, technically, in Ned, so that is a new thing. 
not a lot of departures. So Van Riken's gone, which I mean, I guess you could celebrate that if you wanted to. I probably will, but also Bill. So mm. with the good, you lose the bad. Yeah, it kind of sucks, but but we also bring in a Vander. And that's really most of our acquisitions slash we have some draft picks and things like that. So I don't I don't think we need to talk as much about that. But there's a lot of questions out there. There's a lot of questions about formation. There's a lot of questions about what we're going to look like going out. Definitely questions about what the back line is going to look like now, because I think I at least from us, I don't know if everybody's in the same boat. We always thought it was going to be Zach and Bill this year. So now that Bill's gone, is it Zach and Zuprich? Is it Zach and Mabiala? So there's a lot of questions about that. But mostly it's, is this going to be more of an effective attacking unit? And as you kind of alluded to earlier, is that going to hold us on to be able to make it to the point of we bring some talent in that are supposed to fill those voids? So I'm assuming we're still going to line up at a 4 2 3 one that's kind of what it seems like it's leaning towards, especially losing a center back. We're probably not playing five, three, two or five, two, three, one. However, that works. I can't remember the math. I think it would be five, two, two, one or something. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we can just go around the horn really quick. Aaron, what do you think the big changes are going to be this year? And are we going to see anything specific right out the gate? I think the one change relative to par, I think, from from seasons previous. And I think there was a little bit of kind of foreshadowing that just from reading some of the things, comments in the uh, Galaxy game. I think we're going to be, I think we actually might really be somewhat effective as a a pacey, high-pressing team. That was the one thing I think you're going to see a lot of speed. Uh, Mascara is quick. Marina, we already know, is quick. You know, I, I think um, I'm not going to mention the Goda does not count in that speed department. But I think there's going to I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of speed. I think you're going to see a lot of kind of typical counterattacking and transition. But I wouldn't be shocked if we actually tried. Geo's always wanted to do the press. The first couple seasons, we tried that with the wrong. I felt the wrong tools, and it seemed like it was a disaster every time. I think this time it won't be like perfect, but I think it actually might work a little better at times. I don't think we're going to be like a total pressing team. But I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if we game stayed a little bit and we 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 press and for you know points and then we bunker a little more and then just smash you know teams in the counter. Okay, I think that makes sense. Jonathan, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, your formation pick of a four two three one is the most likely uh, given the center back. I'm going to call it an issue because it is the center back issue that we have, but. I mean, me personally, I would love a wing back with a three-man back line setup. That's my favorite. And but I, I definitely think it's going to be four-two-three-one and uh, all counter. So, uh, and as we get to predictions, that will make sense. Sounds good, Randy. Do you have anything you want to add? No, that, all that all that stuff you guys said just sounds like gibberish to me. <laughs> right. Randy doesn't soccer. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not his no. Thing. So, well, I mean, Jonathan, that sounds you. You're describing. You th- what you think is going to happen is going to be the same thing that we always do then, right? Is that what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, basically. I mean, that's the that's the team that has been assembled for this season so far as I can tell. Uh, and unless there's some like super crazy center back signing that we're about to pull off that we don't know or some crazy striker where you would go to like a, a 4-4-2. But I still just think a, a 4-2-3-1 is the, is the most likely. And Aaron, the speed thing, and I, I think that I think with Evander or maybe maybe our technical ability is going to go up 
it's going to be raised a little bit, but I have a hard time seeing uh, us bunkering ever with like Moreno and Evander and Mascara even. I don't know if I, I agree with that assessment. Sure. It's fair. But you know, you don't, I don't understand. I'm also the same guy that can't ever look at a game and go, Oh, they're playing a four, three, seven, eight, two, one. <laughs> and that's even with his kid playing soccer. Right. Like, of course, like you, you would figure you would know that, but Oh, Randy, I was going to just ask you a follow-up question uh, on that. And then I decided to make fun of you instead. So I forgot <laughs> what I was going to say. So that's fair. All right, moving on. Greg, you want to add anything? Yeah. So one close friend of the podcast and also my personal emergency contact, Ryan Clark of the Oregonian. Uh, <laughs> Gio already told him that he's plans on running a 4-2-3-1 as years pass. So we can pretty much count that as settled at this point. And then... Kind of along the lines of what Aaron was saying, but I think a slightly different flavor. What I think Gio's going to try to do this year is double down on what you could see him really trying to do last year that never really worked. I don't know if you guys felt this way, but I felt this nonstop. We always tried to make three more passes than necessary, especially Mm. in the box. And it really reeked of this is what Gio is coaching them to do, and it's just not happening. And I feel like Gio was very involved with scouting Evander, and Gio thinks Evander is the key to making that play style work. And I also think that uh, with Santi and Jimmy, who Jimmy should have never been thrown into the number 10 position in past years. He is not the playmaker. He is the beat you with his speed on the wing guy. I think Gio feels like he has the tools now to really make that play style work. And he's going to double, if not triple down on that this season. Yeah. Agreed. Shoot the fucking ball. There is so many times. <laughs> and I just, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Seriously. That was one of the things I was going to bring up. I, I agree with you, Greg. I think Evander is probably the guy that he's brought in. Hopefully he's the guy that'll pull the trigger. I think that's always the guy that's been missing from the equation for Gio's I still don't think it's the greatest attack like kind of plan, but there was always one too many passes. And when the person had the window to shoot, they were always afraid. And from what we've seen in preseason, like even a couple of Evander's goals look like that situation where he's outside the box or he's receiving the ball as part of like a couple of combinations and he's taking the shot. So it is going to be very interesting to see if Evander is that piece strictly from the pulling the trigger aspect, because we know Nia's go to won't do it. Jimmy will. And I think Jimmy is a good guy to have in that equation as multiple threats. Santi sometimes will, but Santi always seems like he's looking to make a move. So very curious to see how the attack looks. I also agree with you a bit, Aaron, in terms of like this being a high press team. I wonder if that's more to take as much pressure as we can off the defense because we know it's a liability. (laughs) So if we can hold the ball in their zone or hold possession or force them to make quick passes that they're not prepared to do, that's probably going to work against like 80% of the field. Where I'm worried about is there's teams like Philly, even in LAFC, like those teams know how to beat that system. So we're going to have to have a different plan for those teams, right? That won't work against them, but it'll probably work against the San Jose or Colorado, right? So, Mm -hmm. but I do think that's the strategy is take as much pressure as we can off the defense because we know it's going to be a liability. 
And I guess that that was the second part of my question was, is that going to get us far enough? So I'm very curious. We have until April until the, the transfer window closes. I did look that up earlier. We have until April until the transfer window closes. So it could be until then, until we get some extra depth at center back or potentially another striker. If we have to wait that long, where do you think we end up in the table? And is there enough time for the rest of the season to make that back up? There's absolutely time to get it back. I mean, just look at 2015. Like this team never comes out the gate strong. Like that's just whatever. And honestly, if we did find ourselves in like first, second, third place by tax day, you know, would we all believe that? Would we all really think that we're going all the way? No, we would be super suspicious of it. (laughs) Yeah. We'd just be waiting for the other shoe to drop. That's that's a fair assessment. I will I will give you that for sure. I think there is a lot of time and I'll I'll let this to everybody else. I think there's a lot of time for us to make up the ground. We do dig ourselves a pretty big hole at the start of the season and we do still find a way climbing up towards the top. I mean, even last season, after the first three or four games, we were in the top two or three spots. Right. And we were battling it out against LAFC with Zach and Bill at the back. So I think April is a tough time to figure out where the team is really at, but I'm really worried that we're going to drop too many points early in the year. And then it's become, it just becomes a dogfight when we add all those extra games to the season. I feel like that is one of the advantages you have in the league right now is most of those other tournaments and things aren't starting up until halfway through the season, right? Or at least partially into the season. So your opportunity where you don't have a condensed schedule is towards the front and towards the back. And we generally capitalize on the back every time. Like, I think we all know that from our playoff runs over the years. Like, it always seems like we get hot. So do we think that by the time we're running these multiple tournaments, we're going to have reinforcements? Or do we think we're going to be kind of where we're at now? Well, further complication to that really quick, and then I'll let you go, Jonathan. Keep in mind, the first four of six matches are away also (laughs) like those are hard points to get to jonathan uh i was just gonna say that you said capitalize on the back and hot in the same sentence and i wanted to know if (laughs) this was going to get a different rating uh uh in terms of the podcast release and the and the the podcast gods uh no serious talk (laughs) i again we're going to get to predictions so i don't want to spoil my my predictions but uh i i think i'm feeling pretty good Again, it's going to be like Liverpool style play. We are going to win four to three. And uh, I, I I feel very confident about that with what we're bringing to the table. Our, ta- our attacks pretty dang exciting. Knees go to non-standing or whatever that expression is. In spite of having him, our attack attacking options are really pretty exciting. And, and who knows, maybe he gets back on track too. Yeah, I... I actually think because it's the start of the season and we don't have the reinforcements, I think we might feel on the back end a bit more this year. I, th- I have a funny feeling we actually might do something we don't typically do and start out hot. Just just got a funny feeling about it. I think this is going to be well, yeah, the same. I don't want to get too much into predictions, but I think this is going to be a real fun season. It's going to be a roller coaster of a season, I think. Yeah, I think we might actually start out. I, I just think we're going to get tired come September, I think, in particular. I think we're going to get really tired. I think, you know, if we don't, but I think we will have the to answer the other question. I think we will have the reinforcements. Are we going to get does it, does it... tired of uh, Geo benching Williamson for unknown reasons? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, 
I could actually see some some real odd, like tactical things happen. We saw some of that last year. I felt there were there were moments of was not on board with the team that was out there. So yeah, I I think it could I think it could happen more than once. I second your opinion. I thought I think we're going to start hot hot this year, and it's going to be weird. <laughs> we're going to be I'm... happy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let's let's get weird. I'm down with that. It'd be nice not like just being miserable for two months. So, all right. Let's get into predictions then. So we'll set the rules. So we've always done predictions where you get to make three predictions. Every one of them you get right. Everybody else is going to be online for a shot. Vice versa, if you get it wrong, you're on the hook for the shot. At the end of the season, we'll tally up who, how many everybody got right, how many they got wrong, and we'll figure out how many shots we'll have to take, and we'll do that on a pod. That right. being said, Jonathan's twice now hinted at his prediction. So I'm going to let him start with predictions and then we'll Jonathan, you can pick whoever you want to go next and we'll go from there. Yeah. All right, here we go. So I'm going to start it with a hot take. Uh, my first prediction is going to be wild. And I'm saying that Nizgoda is going to finish a 20 goal season in all competitions. <laughs> And I am the biggest knees go to hater in the entire world. Uh, if he, I wouldn't even let him like shovel my sidewalk if it was snowing, because uh, it wouldn't be good. But I think Evander is going to change the game for him and a different spark. It's the creative playmaker that he needs to be the poacher that he's really good at or with hold up play to give Evander room to move around. And I, I think twenty goals for knees go to is realistic. Now, All competitions, you said. All competitions, yeah. so we're including, um, uh, and that's going to lead into another prediction. And I'm also taking a, a flyer on the fact that he might get traded within MLS, and so I'm saying even if he's with the Timbers or not total, he will have a 20-goal season. Hmm. Okay, that's a good one. That's similar to one I had last year. I had Nia's go as our leading scorer without knowing that Mora <laughs> wasn't going to get to play the whole season, so I kind of <laughs> won by default, but... <laughs> no, but I think I think that's a good one. I think that's a nice, nice lofty one to throw out there first. All right. Yeah. Second, Second prediction. prediction. I say that the Timbers are going to advance out of the group and win uh, the next knockout round in the League's Cup 2023. So and like saying it like Nizgoda is going to have a monster, uh, a monster season. And I think he's going to be the one that carries us through in terms of goals scored to get out of the group and then into the first knockout and win. So are we going to win? I can't remember. Is the, the knockout stage two legs or one? It's one leg. I think it's one. I was it's trying two, to read the yeah. rules. So we'll Which... we'll make it. I'll just log it as we'll make it past the next round. Does that sound good? Yeah. I will send this uh, link in the chat and it says all the rules and all the formats. <laughs> so if anyone wants to, to look at it, they can. And then my final prediction is I think we are going to come out of the gates hot, and I think we're going to win four of our first five matches. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. That's good. Justin. You're picking up Matt Slack. Since Matt's not here, he's usually like the 8-0 kind of guy, so we need yeah. that, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Those are very solid predictions. I yeah. like those so far. Who do you want to go next? Ooh, I think we have to turn off PVSP. We're going to go to you, Scott. Oh, no. Okay. I wasn't expecting to go this early, but okay. (laughs) 
first one coming in hot and i am going to take a shot for mine because it is a pretty hot one i'm going to go with evander is a finalist for mvp this season so i think evander is going to have a scorching hot year i think and this will play into my second prediction here i think evander will also lead the team in assists so that's going to be my second prediction so i'm going to rapid fire so i gotta type all this out sorry evander mvp (laughs) finalist Leads Boring. the team. But by, by, by finalist is is that shortlisted? Like the, like the last three or five or whatever. I don't even know how they do it. I thought last yeah. year it was like okay. Yeah, so it'd be like the finalist. What they do is they, they set the picture of each finalist next to a bowl of kibble, and whichever one the puppy chooses wins. <laughs> <finalist. laughs> it's the whichever one Don Garber chooses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine Don Garber in like a onesie dog outfit just eating dog food? Because that'd be oh, the best way. That would man. be worthy of an MVP. God, that like, is so terrible. You... I guarantee you that exists somewhere. <laughs> I was gonna say, how did you get those pictures from the 2022 MLS uh, holiday party? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My third one is the Timbers are miraculously gonna get 10 clean sheets this year. Because that was my Ooh. prediction from last year that I definitely missed on. So I'm trying for round two. And I, I will do a shot for my Evander one. And I have Florida Kanye 12 tonight. So that's what I'm going to roll with. So, all right. 10 clean sheets? 10 clean sheets or more, technically. So it doesn't have to be exact. And across all competitions. I think that's what we're going to like have to like clarify. I'm, yeah, I'm actually going to say there are going to be 10 clean sheets in league play. So I'm going to uh-huh. specify that because I, I do think that's not only the easiest to keep track of, but I feel like there's a higher opportunity for those in MLS, funny enough. All right, I'm going to hand it over to Greg. Greg, you're up. All right, I got a safe prediction, a dangerous p- prediction, and a silly prediction. The safe Ooh. one, Portland Timbers win Cascadia Cup a second year in a row. I really don't think there's competition in that we're probably this is not part of the prediction i'm just going to say we're going to continue our dominance over seattle in seattle this season i think we might drop a couple points like there might be a drop but we win cascadia cup this year dangerous one i think it mimics jonathan's we're going to advance past tigres in leagues cup Ooh, i like it yep i'm not going to add anything to that because jonathan already talked about it and then my silly one is that in the calendar year 2023 Josh Geyer quits Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Oh, I was going to be at Randy. Oh. You're going to say Randy. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I, I think this is the year Josh has had Not enough. Not as much as I like that. <laughs> and that is why I think Josh is going to quit. <laughs> That's good. All right, Aaron. All right. So my first prediction is Timber's going to come in the top three of the Western Conference at the end of the season. I think this is going to be one of the most fun seasons. It's going to be a roller coaster. It just has 2013, even a little bit of 2017 vibes of, you know, I think it's just, it's just going to be a fun team. We're going to concede a lot of goals. I actually think one of the things that might help the Timbers on the back to play off of Scott, he's not a prediction, but I think having Ridgewell as a defensive coach will make a big difference this season. I'm pretty big on that one, but yeah, Timbers come top three, not part of the prediction. I kind of swagged it on paper. I think we'll do that with 57 points, but uh, I think top three for the Timbers. My second, and I will take a shot for those. The Timbers are going to win either League's Cup or U.S. Open Cup. I think we're a tournament team. Girl, I I, love it. Yeah, I think this is, uh, I just think it's we're just going to get 
that's funny. I'm saying about we're going to get tired. I made a very intentional yeah. thing of September because we're going to have a deep fucking run in August or with one of those tournaments. I even what, what I even know there even is a, like a U.S. Open Cup format this season. But either which way, we're going to win one of them. So I'll take a shot at the end of this. My last prediction is on the heels of Sky. I was going to say finalists as well. And I backed off of that. I think Evander is going to go 24 goals and assists combined. So you can split that 12 and 12 or however, but he will do 24 combined goals and assists this season. And is that across all competitions or just league? Or yes, all across all competitions. Across all competitions. Got it. And I am shooting Florida Kanye, carbon neutral certified, seven year, I think. Yeah. You Wait, am I seven. supposed to take a shot for talking... Yeah. Which I would have brought my whiskey downstairs if, if we knew we were doing this. Fuck, I'll be right back. All right. You, All right, you, can, you can grab drinks while Randy gives his predictions. <laughs> Randy, what do you got? Well, um, man, I feel like I'm, I'm, Aaron kind of stole two of my predictions. I was going to say the Timbers are going to win something. They're going to win one of the trophies. It's either going to be Open Cup or Leagues Cup or MLS Cup this year then the other thing i was going to say is we were going to finish in top three in the west and then i had a a prediction about there's going to be some kerfuffle with geo again in some sort of player that's on his nerves that's gonna that that is going to be benched a lot for no other reason than he does not appear to be getting along with geo all right so i'm gonna log the first one is timbers win a trophy and i'll specify open cup mls leagues cup doesn't matter you can even yeah. do you want supporter shield too because why not no that wasn't one of them i wasn't okay. gonna I, I i did not think we we're gonna win supporters shield okay so i'll say that and then timbers top three and then geo benches player slash has issue with player that does not resolve quickly does that sound fair <laughs> sure sure how, how do we judge that one randy a guy riding the bench for a while that's that for no adequate reason. I feel like that's just going to be a community consensus. We'll just, yeah, agree. I think, I think okay, I'm, I'm good with that. It'll probably be pretty obvious if it happens, right. like it would be like this it, Williamson. Situation. Would there be, yeah, that's my exact that you know, take the Williamson situation or maybe even Valeri situation the year previous. Um, although there's, yeah, consensus is good on that. All right. So we'll know what it is when we see it. Yeah. I I think it'll be probably pretty obvious if it happens because it'll likely be someone that's like, why the hell are they not starting like a Zach or someone? Hopefully it's not Zach. Dear God. Don't need that this season. All right. You're really high on Zach. Yeah. I mean, if Zach is what you call edibles, (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a different. uh, You want your 50 milligrams of uh, McGraw there? Yeah, there you go. 100 milligrams of McGraw. Um, yeah. So I went with the Whistle Pig 10 uh, year rye for my. Nice. Um, Ooh, nice. That looks good. Hey, Greg? we're twinsies, Jonathan. Mm. Yeah. I cheers. guess I guess maybe that's a thing is that, Aaron, we now have to drink the same liquor. They now have to drink the same liquor. And Randy is going to watch. I had, I'm imaginarily I'm in my imagination. I'm drinking that. What is it? That seven seventeen ninety two, whatever that is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on my kitchen counter. You still have some of that left? Yeah, dude, I'd butt chug that shit by now. <laughs> <laughs> you and uh, Kavanaugh were chugging and boofing. <laughs> All right, oh, predictions are in. We'll see how they shape up throughout the season. Thank you guys for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Sorry it's been so long since 
we've tried to make this happen, but I'm glad it finally happened. It's fairly easy with this Zoom thing. We don't all we have to do is agree to be home at the same time, I guess. Yeah, even that can be challenging. I feel like sometimes, but all right. Yeah. Are so we, we calling should... out Pat for not being here? <laughs> yeah, Ooh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, he's he's too much of a chicken shit man. Hey, he doesn't want Pat, rap battle. Pat, <laughs> hey, Pat, number two podcast. Pat, where where are you? <laughs> number four podcast. Oh, dog. Yeah. oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, Pat. That's funny. Yeah. No, this is really fun. I'm glad that you guys have been in touch with Greg. And obviously, like, I listen to you guys every time you release it. I get super excited. I love all the podcasts. Um, my work is going to start asking why I'm not being productive uh, at some <laughs> point. But it was cool to actually do this. And I will say, we finally have learned as, like, Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast how to do this remotely. But with cameras on, it's so much easier to see who's going to talk next. And I... I think I'm going to do the same thing on, on Zencaster. We have a video option. That's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. We were yeah. going to do cameras originally, I think, when we first started. And then someone had a kerfuffle where they couldn't make the thing work. I can't remember. Maybe it was Corey had to join by his. I can't remember who it was. Someone couldn't make it work. So we just decided no cameras. And then it was always like, cool, I'm going to edit out that. I'm going to edit out that because we're talking over each other. <laughs> so it definitely Two years ago, I suggested we use the cameras and Randy was like, why? Oh, why do we bullshit. need to do that? <laughs> you Dude, did! <laughs> I might have met... Because if I did, it was because I thought we had to pay for it, extra for it at the time. <laughs> no, we don't have to pay for it. Jonathan does, and we don't care about his money. Because I've been, I've been thinking about this for several episodes lately actually thing that might be good because we get we sometimes try to talk over each other and i thought and we I, never talk you over each other what are you talking about yeah what up huh what <laughs> what all right I, I think you just like to make up things that you think i'm mad about when i'm not this is a are we on a couch right now like yes, Randy, we are. Tell, tell me about your hey, feelings thank you green day is the best punk band of all time <laughs> oh, man. all right wow now randy's actually gonna die in two years uh. but tonight um that was uh dang uh no back to what we were saying or what you said this is um it was really fun to do this together and, and goof off together um i'm gonna say it now even though we all hate the front office i'm excited about the season and i think we should do a uh, a podcast suite rental this summer for a game all of us hang out together by by um, we do you mean you're gonna pay for it and we get to, yeah, we fine. get to mooch off you yeah okay. that's fine it'll be bonus time at some point this summer but I think we should all go together and get a suite and goof off I think we should do that I think that'd be super that'd be fun, fun. that'd be I, fun. I would be totally down for that we can we can figure out we can maybe split it John then we'll figure it out all maybe right, maybe wow. we can get someone to sponsor John, it Jonathan we'll Jonathan <laughs> just yeah. tell those guys to chip in where you, you pay for the rest of us though. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the closing track? Is there like a good song that was about like unity? Uh, I can think it was like Queen Latifah from the the nineties. Uh, unity by Operation Ivy. Yeah, we'll we'll throw that on. Should we do like a mid season check in? Maybe we do an episode Ooh. where maybe yeah. after we do the sweet thing, we can do a pod after and we can check in a on where we are with predictions, and then we can also just bitch about the timbers for an hour. So sounds good. Can, we could do that. I think that's thanks. all we have. Uh, thanks for having us on. Yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. Fun. We'll, lot we'll do this more often. This is a lot of fun. So if you are still listening to us, 
make sure to listen to the Outer Roses podcast as well as Portland Vanity Soccer podcast. Oh, I was fucking that fired. Out. That's it. You're I'm bullshit. so bad at this. I'm so sorry. We'll guys. walk. We're never coming back on. There again. you go. We already <laughs> fucked it. One one episode in, it's done. Uh, mm. If you haven't like listened to, subscribe, finding on your podcast apps, check out both. I'm pretty sure you, we can find you guys everywhere, right? Like Apple, everywhere as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't well, know. Randy hasn't figured out her SEO shit yet. Oh, uh, you can find us on all those places. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find us just about everywhere else, too. So, but yeah, thank you guys for joining. And until next time, everybody say goodbye. Cheers. Goodbye. Peace out.